and welcome to Bake It to the Limit. I'm your host, Katie. This is a podcast by a home baker for other home bakers. Today, y'all can join me and giving, I'm going to be giving macarons another go. So, my first episode of Bake It to the Limit, I had some macaron mishaps. So, I'm hoping to avoid all those. I have a new book. Not that I wrote it. No, I mean, I purchased a new book or it was a gift to me um, by Creative Baking uh, called Macaron Bake Basics. The writer was Tan Fei Xing. I've been looking through this book and I'm so excited on trying my hand at macarons again. So macarons are like these French sandwich cookies. They are made with uh, meringue and a blend of almond flour and icing sugar, which is why they are so expensive because almonds are kind of expensive ingredients. And they also take a good amount of skill to make and patience because you use a lot of uh, letting them rest and wait and also mixing them just right and this, that, and the other in order to get them to uh, be crispy, not chewy, not too crispy, not too chewy, you know, all that stuff. Anyway, my phone keeps buzzing. People are texting me. Anyway, (laughs) the first step in getting my macarons ready is to prepare my dry ingredients. So I've already measured out 200 grams of almond meal and I also processed my almond meal in a food processor. I've sifted my almond meal along with 200 grams of powdered sugar once. I need to do it at least one more time before I can really get started. I also, before I get started, need to prepare my templates. I'm gonna be making my macarons in circles of about one and a half inch diameter and I need to I already have one template drawn but it's kind of old I need so I'm gonna put over another I'm gonna make a new one I'm gonna get out a new sheet of parchment paper and place it over my old one and just trace those circles onto the new one using a pencil of course so I'm going to pause this recording and get started on those things Okay, I've got my template all made up and I just need to sift together my 200 grams of almond meal and my 200 grams of powdered sugar. I'm also going to put in one teaspoon of espresso powder and an eighth of a teaspoon of salt because I want to make tiramisu filling for these. Uh, for these macarons. So I'm just trying to put everything back in my sifter and sift these back together, these dry ingredients. Another thing I did was I've been cracking and separating some eggs. So my recipe calls for 80 grams of egg whites. 
for half of the mixture and the other half of the mixture the meringue mixture that I'm going to make after I make this uh, what's called mass is I need another 80 grams of egg whites so I have in I buy large sized eggs and from what I could glean from the internet you get approximately 30 grams of egg white per large egg and so I just carefully cracked my egg whites into a bowl and weighed them. And I got 160 grams of egg white from five eggs. So that's what I ended up using. And then I divided that by weight. So I have a bowl, two bowls of 80 grams of egg whites for this recipe. And I'm still sifting my dry ingredients as we speak. Or as I speak, there's no me here. It's just me trying not to make a mess. And finally, got all my dry ingredients sifted together, and I'm ready to just barely mix in the egg white, 80 grams of egg whites into this mixture of almond flour and powdered sugar along with my espresso powder and salt. So, you grab a rubber spatula. And I'll pour in my egg whites and just start mixing these things together. the second mixture for this recipe I'm going to try to make Italian meringue it's a little bit different in that you're gonna make a, syrup, a hot syrup and you're gonna add that to your egg whites so I have here 75 grams water? of water that's right have a little helper here that's it I'm not going to put it in that big bowl. and I'm putting it in a tiny saucepan and I have 200 grams of granulated sugar I'm pouring that in the center of my water. And I'm just going to heat this sugar water until the sugar is dissolved. And it comes to about, let's see what I've written down here, 115 degrees Celsius or 240 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm just going to gently stir this sugar water mixture and in the meantime I'm going to whip up my egg whites. Normally I would use my standing mixer but my standing mixer is still broken so I have my handheld mixer so I'm going to be stirring, just gently stirring my, my syrup that I'm making as I mix my egg whites so wish me luck. So I'm, I have a clean clear bowl and I'm pouring in 80 grams of egg whites and I'm going to beat them on medium-low until white and foamy and that soft peaks. They're just about to soft peaks so I'm gonna turn so I'm turning my uh, handheld mixer to low until I get my sugar mixture that's on the stove up to the right temperature 
I'm just more, okay? Don't touch My syrup is just about to the right temperature. And as soon as it gets there, I'm gonna take it off heat immediately. And then I'm going to very slowly add the syrup while I mix my egg into the egg whites while I'm mixing on high with my uh, <laughs> there goes my helper <laughs> while I'm mixing my the whole the whole concoction on high with my uh, handheld mixer here and it's just about there all right it looks like I'm here so I'm going to turn off my heat remove my candy thermometer Set that aside gently and take off my sugar from the heat. There we go. And now I'm going to turn off the recording, but like I said, I'm just going to be turning my mixer on high as I very slowly and carefully mix this sugar mixture into my egg whites. And this is what is supposed to be called Italian meringue. I've never done this before, so keep your fingers crossed for me. Now I need to continue mixing this on high for about 10 minutes until it cools off and I get very, very stiff peaks. Oh, what'd you find? Alright, so this is easier said than done. I've been standing with my, with my handheld mixer whisking for about 20 minutes and I still have, mm, I don't really have uh, stiff peaks yet. So I've added cream of tartar nothing has seemed to help so I'm gonna so. do one try one more thing before I give up entirely I have another egg white that's at room temperature and I'm gonna throw that in there along with a little bit more sugar so I'll let you know if it works well it kind of worked my peaks are just about as stiff as I think I can get them using a handheld mixer um, but now I have probably more meringue than I need for my recipe. So I'm gonna consult the internet for my Macaron Basics book and see what the ratio is to, from, to, from mass to meringue. Okay, according to Macaron Basics, the weight of my Italian meringue should be equal to half of the mass. The mass being the, my mixture of some egg whites with my confectioner sugar and uh, what do you call it? Almond flour. So I'm gonna go and weigh these things and do some math. Okay, I have a proper amount of mass to meringue ratio and now I need to mix these two things together carefully. So I'm just gonna be folding in my meringue and my mass together. until I don't have like any clear whites, I believe. My mask is quite brown looking because of the espresso powder. Otherwise this would be more of a, a, a much lighter color. So what I do is I press my um, I press my rubber spatula down 
and move it up towards the side of the bowl and then I drag it around it and do that again but each time I do this I rotate my bowl and I'm going to continue doing this until I have like a magma like consistency it should pour off the spoon and I should get some ribboning but very little breakage if that makes sense where the batter just kind of tears off from the spatula as I hold it over it. So yeah, I'll just continue doing this. I did have some leftover meringue, so there's that. I'm sure Hartwood will take a quick work of it. Yeah, I hope I saved it. We'll find out <laughs> what the end result. <laughs> I consulted, I looked at the internet because it just wasn't coming, uh, the egg whites just were not whipping up the way I would usually have them whip up real quick with my standing mixer. And from what I said, from what I read, uh, a lot of handheld mixers might not have the power needed and that you might be at it for a long time. So I was very patient and I just continued with it and then in the end I just decided to add some, one more egg white. And with its with a couple of tablespoons of sugar and sprinkled in some tartar powder to get it to where it would be almost completely stiff peaks did tip over on the side a little bit but it was still pretty stiff so I was satisfied with that is ready I got a piping bag and I put in my piping tip this one's about I'm gonna say half an inch in diameter and I filled it with my meringue my meringue I filled it as much as I can with my macaron batter and what I'm gonna what I read in the book is their method was to hold it perpendicular in the center of my circle and pipe it that way and to stop piping before it gets to the edge of the circles that I've drawn. So about like a, a couple of millimeters. Millimeters? No, that's not what I meant. Okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Here's the first one. If I twist it, I shouldn't get a peak, but I didn't pull it away soon enough, so I'll do another one. round so just holding it perpendicular really helps I think I'm not getting too much spreadage so this is that's a good sign the batch I made a few months ago was a big mess oh I spoke too soon about that spreading but we'll see what happens 
but they are round, so I don't have any oblong ones by doing it this way. And the peak in the middle seems to be settling just fine. So I'm not going to worry too much about the peak and I'm leaving in the middle. Just be content with that they're all round. <laughs> And when you do make macarons at home, you'll not want to work on your time management because most people at home, like me, who just bake for fun, not for a living, I only have one oven. And they really recommend baking just one tray of macarons at a time. And they also recommend letting them sit on the counter, the pipe, once you pipe the macarons into circles, let them sit on a counter for at least 30 minutes up to two hours so this is my first tray and I'm just gonna give it a little tap on the counter and set it aside for at least 30 minutes I'm gonna make another tray and this one I'm gonna give my silicon template another shot at this so I'm just gonna do the inside circle and we'll see how this works out these are gonna be a little bit smaller than the ones from my handmade template just because the circles are smaller I've compromised so many things in this recipe so far so who knows what <laughs> how this is gonna go <laughs> I think of Luke Skywalker saying this is not gonna go the way you think <laughs> So I've been letting my piped macarons dry on their uh, baking sheets for about 40-45 minutes and I just wanted them to get to that point where they were when I touched them gently with my finger they they weren't sticky so I got it to that point and I've created my oven to 285 degrees Fahrenheit which is about 140 degrees Celsius so and I put them on the lower middle rack of my oven and I'm gonna bake them for about 10 minutes then rotate my pans and I'm gonna turn the heat down to about 265 I think I'll check on that and let you know yay it's coming together I had a lot of bubbles in my shells initially so I took a toothpick and just kind of popped them and uh, the batter eventually settled back into where those holes were that I popped. So they seem pretty, pretty smooth on top. We'll see what happens though. All right, so I pulled a few batches out of the oven, baking one tray at a time and following all the little rules, like when to lower the temperature and all that business. And tray after tray has been uh, very disappointing. <laughs> a lot of things went, have gone wrong during the bake. Um, some of the shells were just real, just hollow. Uh, some shells like baked up and popped out the top, so they're cracked across the top and have feet across the top. And very few of the shells have any have much have much feet at all. So 
That's disappointing. Maybe I should uh, try again once I have a standing mixer that works. I'll definitely try it again. But one thing that isn't disappointing is the taste. They taste really good. You bite into it and it tastes sweet and the hint of that coffee flavor. I'm still going to fill these with the mascarpone filling for sure. Because they, they do taste, they taste great. <laughs> I mean, sweet stuff's always good, right? Yeah. Hmm. So I'll just wait for these all to cool off and then I'll make my mascarpone filling. here um, I'm gonna go ahead and fill these <laughs> um, each batch got progressively worse the final batch I kind of forgot about them. they're overdone oh well onward and upward so for the filling I have in a bowl here I have two tablespoons of sugar this granulated sugar a quarter teaspoon of vanilla extract eight ounces of mascarpone that's a fancy Italian cream cheese, I guess. And a quarter cup of heavy cream. So I'm gonna blend these together until nice and creamy with using my beloved handheld mixer. First I'm gonna cream this uh, mascarpone. I don't, it's a little bit cold. not soft at all. My mascarpone softened quite a bit now that I've been mixing it. I'm going to add my cold heavy cream. I'm going to take a moment to scrape down the bowl. If I can find a clean rubber spatula. Or spoon will do. No clean spoon. Alright, I'll take a moment to scrape down the bowl with this rubber spatula. Okay, and after I do this, I'll taste it just a little bit to see how I like it and if I need to add more sugar. It tastes plenty sweet and yummy. I just need to blend it up till it's uh, a little bit sturdier. So the filling didn't go great either. It curdled up immediately. Um, so I'm going to troubleshoot this once again. I put it in the bowl. It was in a glass bowl. So I put it in a mic the microwave for like 20 seconds. Whipped it up until it was smooth at least. And then I've been putting it in the, I put it in the freezer to chill the filling. It's been in there for almost 15 minutes and I'll take it back out. I also have about three tablespoons of softened butter that I'm thinking about adding to the mix just to help, I don't know, keep the filling firm because it does seem to have a little bit too much liquid. So 
any minute now I'll take that out and see if I can continue to rescue this filling. It started to curdle up again when I started beating it, but as I added in that softened butter, it is smooth and it did smooth out and become real silky. Now last step, I'm just gonna add a little bit of Kahlua and blend that in. Oops, just add a little, not that much. All right, <laughs> what else could go wrong? So I put my filling into a piping bag and I piped uh, filling onto half my macaron shells and I had plenty of filling. I was first I was worried I didn't, but now I just need to match them up, sandwich them and put them in the fridge. There's a lot of liquid in this uh, filling recipe, so I recommend, you probably want to eat these within a day or two of making them. And they definitely need to be refrigerated. Yeah. But they taste pretty good, even the burned ones. You got that nice uh, burny flavor. <laughs> Toasted flavor, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Oh, this is a pretty one. I'm going to set aside the pretty ones to take a picture. <laughs> this might be the only pretty one. <laughs> um, to finish these off, I'm going to just put a little bit of cocoa powder and dust the tops of these using like my, uh, what do you call it, the spider? Just my, t my teeny tiny fine mesh strainer. I'm gonna try one. This one's a really ugly one, so I'll go ahead and eat this one with the filling and everything. Definitely a burned one. Mm. It's yummy though. You can't go wrong with the mascarpone whipped cream and coffee flavored cookies. You just can't. Oh my gosh. Some of these uh, macarons are <laughs> macarons are so bad they look like communion wafers. <laughs> they have no fleet feet. Fleet. They have no feet whatsoever, and they're super thin. Mm. They don't taste like communion wafers, though. This may have been my worst batch of macarons ever, but. I must say I love the flavor. Uh, I love the filling and I will give these a shot again once I have proper equipment and probably more time to focus on what I'm doing. That would probably help me out a lot too. But yeah, this has been Bake It to the Limit. Thanks for listening and happy baking.